and welcome to an exciting episode of the Brick House Podcast. I'm your host, Bob Johnson. And I'm Matt Baker. Bob, uh, we're pleased to report the new signing of a third Brick House podcast member for, I, I don't know who it is yet, but whoever it is is going to get a four-year, $95 million <laughs> deal. Um, so if you want to come be our third member of Brick House... Just handing out the cash. $25 million a year is coming your way. We're going to be super jealous of you being on the uh, the one-year $0 contract right now. But. Yeah, that I forgot about that. We we signed those contracts before the the contracts went up. So we they got us they locked us in at a a great rate there. When the NBA had this new CBA, they said that they wanted to have more player movement. They wanted to have it more like the NFL where sure. players are changing teams. Yeah, but did we want that? <laughs> <laughs> they got exactly what oh, they wanted. They got... if that's what they wanted. Every time they have a lockout, the owners try to change the rules to prevent these super teams from happening. So there's more parity, more yeah. balance in the league. But I think the assumption that these owners make that is a wrong one is based on themselves because they're like, okay, let's design a system so the team that wants to keep the player can offer the most money. And the owners being greedy billionaires and having to be that way, you know, greedy, work hard, you know, take as much money as you can to amass the wealth that they have, can't imagine someone saying like, you know what? I would prefer less money. Yeah. So you're saying that they actually, because they want to amass so much money, they actually empathize with the plight of the free agent to try and get more money? I'm just saying they can't accurately predict what the free agent will do because they aren't thinking like a free agent, but thinking the only way they know how as super successful business people. Right. And no super successful business person would ever negotiate a contract to pay themselves less. Sure. Yeah. And <laughs> Which I'm... is why they never see these Kevin Durant to the Warriors and such happening. And it was such a foregone conclusion. Of course he's going to take one more year in Oakland or Oklahoma. Of course then he'll sign the, a long five-year deal because he gets 35%. Right. There is no of course. The guy's already richer beyond his wildest dreams. Yeah. These owners might just dream of owning planets or whatever, but that's not the same dream, except for maybe LeBron. Yeah. So, as I said, since the finals, Matt, there have been 23 trades that have involved 24 current players and 36 draft picks or future draft picks. Wow. Uh, There's also been 91 free agents signed. And of those 91 free agents, only 27 of them signed with their same team, which is less than 30%. That's crazy. 64 free agents changed teams. So between the trades and the free agents changing teams, that's 88 players or 20% of the league who was going to be on a different team than they were last year. Yeah. That's not even including the rookies who are, you know, first-timers on the team, of course. So those Brickhouse team-by-team season previews are going to be a lot of, oh, okay, this happened. and Yeah, we can't, unfortunately, just upload last year's previews to uh, to preview the teams for the 2017 and, season. And the preview for the 2016 <laughs> Golden State Warriors is, yeah. 
I'm instituting a new rule. I'm not really a NBA 2K player. Yeah. But I feel like this new team with Kevin Durant is going to be completely unfair. As if the Warriors at 73 and 9 weren't unfair before. Right. Right. So I'm suggesting a mandatory $5 charge for anyone who wants to play with the Golden State Warriors on NBA 2K this year. That's a good one. Yeah. You want to play against your buddy. You want to play as the Warriors. You just got to give your buddy $5 per game. Yeah. If I could piggyback off that, I would like to institute a $2.50 charge for anyone who wants to play with the current current Knicks roster on NBA 2K12. Okay? So if you want to play with Rose... Mello, Noah, and Jennings on, on NBA 2K12, you have to pay $2.50. One of the most understated announcements during this crazy 4th of July free agency weekend was the rumor that 30 minutes after Kevin Durant announced he went to the Golden State Warriors that Tim Duncan was retiring. <laughs> yeah. I thought the timing was pretty funny. If that were true, then... You know, one could poke fun and say, oh, Durant's to the Warriors, peace. You know, I'm not going to even try and play against that. Right. Or you could say that since there was such a a media shitstorm going around Kevin Durant right then, Tim Duncan took the opportunity to slide in his news and maybe go under the radar. Sure. I'm surprised it wasn't, he didn't say it at at 2 a.m. on a Saturday morning. Right. The San Antonio Zoo has offered Tim Duncan free zoo visits for the entirety of his next contract if he does decide to return. To for the, the entirety of his next contract? That's right. <laughs> okay. In 2020, you want to come to the zoo? You buy a damn ticket, yeah. Tim Duncan. You're a you, millionaire. You pay that You pay that $7. <laughs> well, with a team, Matt, we might as well just get it over with, like uh, ripping a Band-Aid off. Let's start with the Houston Rockets in a segment called The Houston Rockets Are Fucking Killing Me. <laughs> If you told me the answer to who between Denontis Montiunis and Terrence Jones would be the starting power forward in Houston for the 2016-2017 season, yeah. you asked me, between those guys, who would be the starting power forward? And you told me the answer was Michael Beasley. Yeah. I would have known that something went horribly wrong in the 2015-2016 Houston Rockets season. Why haven't either of them been signed? Because they don't have money for them? Well, Terrence Jones played one of the worst seasons ever for somebody sure. in a free agent contract. Sure, year. but I, I mean, I was just surprised that they weren't. I know that they... Well, the reason, one reason why the Rockets can wait is because they are both restricted free agents. So they can just wait. They can let the market set the price. Exactly. Yeah. They can match anything, and they are expected to match whatever offer Monte Yunus might get. Uh-huh. Uh, being as of the two, he's more coveted. But uh, Terrence Jones, I would be really surprised to see in a Rockets uniform next year. Montanus, that might be hampering him a little because people know that they're just going to sign him. So that's probably why no one's yeah, going after to him. Yeah, make an offer. Yeah. James Harden had a uh, press conference yesterday where they announced that they signed him to a $118 million extension. Yeah. Which I wasn't really surprised about. Uh, you know, it's max money for top top 10 player. What I was a little worried about was James Harden saying he was not worried about the Warriors because, quote, there's only one basketball. 
You should totally be worried about the yeah. Golden State Warriors, James yeah. Harden. <laughs> he is well aware of that there's only one basketball because he has it in his hands. <laughs> it's mine. <laughs> Once again, I will say this, reminding the Brickhouse listeners that most every podcast I do is wearing a James Harden Arizona State t-shirt. I can attest. Um, so anything I do say, even if it sounds negative, is underlined with some form of love. It's like a, it's like a son, I think. I don't know. I don't have kids, but it's like a. I all your kids probably don't turn out the way you want, but you know you still love them because they're your son. I think this may be a practical joke on Mike D'Antoni. You know, he's he's been answering questions about his disinterest in defense with sort of like a. Answers like he was a caricature of like an Italian guy. It's just like, so Mike D'Antoni, uh, you don't care about defense, right? You don't practice defense. Is that correct? He's like, what are you talking about? Of course I play yeah. defense. I love defense. Yeah. It's like uh, my second favorite thing. Are you going to disrespect <laughs> your mother with that question? What are you talking about? <laughs> but I'd say it's a practical joke on him because even if he were a defensive coach or he wanted to turn it around as a defensive coach this year his starting lineup now includes ryan anderson eric gordon and james harden well you don't have to worry about eric gordon he won't be on the court all that much that's a good point nay nay they did get him right the court the apparent corpse of nene hilario yeah, another another signing where they didn't even have to explain that when Timothy Mozgov gets a $64 million deal and Nene gets a $2.9 million deal, yeah. I think you said maybe he's going to play in a wheelchair. Yeah, <laughs> there's got to be something wrong there. There's a catch. Yeah, there's a catch. Another player that you might have heard of changed teams, it was kind of a surprise, was Dwayne Wade right. going home to Chicago. This new TV deal is really rewriting NBA history. Uh, Denver had the highest offer for Wade at two years, $52 million. The rumor was that Pat Riley never even picked never, up the phone yeah. to call Wade. Never called him. I saw Alex Kennedy on uh, Twitter pointed out that the Dwayne Wade had the fourth best PER of shooting guards last season. Huh. The three players ahead of him all got max contracts. James Harden, DeMar DeRozan. Jimmy Butler. Unfortunately for the Bulls, Jimmy Butler plays the same position as Dwayne Wade yeah. and is on now the same fucking team. But let's take a look at who else the uh, the new look Bulls are going to be playing with. Chicago Bulls. That's <laughs> You sounded like we needed one of those there. I hate to say this, but the Bulls could end up being in the running for one of most hilarious teams to watch this year. And I yeah. don't, I don't like saying it. It kind of hurts inside. Yeah, like but, uh, like Days of Our Lives is entertaining to watch. Is that what you're suggesting? Yeah, it just with uh, they signed they signed Rondo to what I thought was actually not a bad contract because the second year is uh, not fully guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Then they had Wade and they traded for Robin Lopez. I don't think it's going to be that good of a team. Do you think they're going to get rid of Jimmy Butler? They have to, they got to keep him unless he really wants out. 
I think it might get to the point where splitting time with Dwayne Wade and Rondo is going to make Jimmy Butler want to leave. Sure. You know, people are assuming that he's going to transition from one of the best shooting guards in the league to just playing small forward now. Yeah. Because he's a couple inches taller than Dwayne Wade. Just because he thrived at one position doesn't mean he's automatically going to switch to the three and play well. Uh, Also, if you look at their starting lineup, unless you're starting McDermott or Miritich over Taj Gibson, we're talking about having any combination of Gibson, Portis, and Lopez as your power forward and center. And then Butler, Wade, and Rondo as your wings, none of whom can shoot three-pointers. It's going to be a, a hard problem. It's almost like they're the Memphis Grizzlies last year. Yeah. They have a bunch of guys who can attack the basket and uh, no one to space the floor. Mm-hmm. It's going to be an alpha war is my prediction for yeah. the Chicago Bulls. And Fred Hoiberg is the last person really equipped to to deal with all these egos. There's no way Wade is going to like playing with Rondo, is there? I should think not, and I would think Rondo wouldn't like playing with Wade. The guy like yeah. almost ripped his arm out of his socket one year. Yeah, but I, but tr- I didn't even think about that. I was just talking about more basketball wise. It's gonna be it's gonna be a fight between Rondo and Wade for who's bringing the ball up and who's doing that. Meanwhile, Butler's gonna be sitting there like, can I get in on this? Right. Yeah, you thought Mario Chalmers got yelled at a lot. Rolo is gonna um, is gonna have. Some interesting stories to go home to tell his cat, Bob. (laughs) But moving on, I wanted to have a segment where I reveal how the Dallas Mavericks are like the fake movie company that makes those movies that trick you into thinking you're... You're clicking on the real blockbuster movie, yeah. but it's really just like a, a cheap knockoff designed to trick you into paying for it Do on you, demand. Guys, we should watch 43, the Jack <laughs> A. Robinson story. <laughs> right. Yeah, their their movie is a total knockoff of the Golden State Warriors, where yeah. they have just this offseason signed two of their five starters in Harrison Barnes and Andrew Bogut. Two of their worst five starters, yeah, yeah. I should say. And then also signed little brother incarnate Seth Curry, two years, $6 million deal. I would like to go on record and say, for as much as we joke, that's not a terrible rebound from getting spurned from a bunch of free agents. I'm not saying it's great. Right. I don't think Dallas is quite the destination anymore that we all might think it is because Dirk is my favorite non-Suns player potentially, but I don't think anyone wants to play with old Dirk. There was a rumor going around NBA Reddit that the reason the Mavericks keep getting spurned for free agents is nobody wants to play for Rick Carlisle. Oh, wow. And apparently as good of a coach as he is, he's a hard guy to, to work with. Huh. Which is why the Mavs' starting lineup next year will consist of Darren Williams, Wesley Matthews, Harrison Barnes, Dirk, and Bogut. Did I send you the tweet that said uh, if Harrison Bur- if Harrison Barnes had shot Tupac, he'd still be alive? <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's that's this of the week material yeah. right there. I just remembered. I should, sorry if we didn't save it for that. Since we're talking about the Warriors ripoff team, we might as well talk about who the Warriors had to lose to get Kevin Durant. It's a pretty lengthy list. Yeah, 
They lost Brandon Rush to the Timberwolves for one year, three and a half million. Barbosa, the Suns are just bringing the band back. Just together. bringing it. <laughs> they, I would much rather them do that than uh, throw money at some random people. Just Give Eric Gordon, a hundred million. dollars. Yeah, Barbosa, Dudley, bring them all back. Yeah, Barbosa got a two-year, eight million dollar deal with the Suns. They couldn't get in on that trade for Diaw. Right that, to Utah, they couldn't get in on that. Uh, we already said Bogut and Barnes left the Warriors. Festus Azili got a two-year, $15 million deal from the Blazers, which you know, raised a lot of eyebrows. $50 million less than Mozgov. It just came out today that deal is way less than expected because of fears about his knees. Mm-hmm. And then Maurice Spates is the newest member of the Clipper. Maybe the only new non-rookie member of the Clippers. Oh, the Clippers were... Doc had made it... Didn't he say they were going to re-sign everyone? And he, we will get to it, but he sure did. Especially Doc Jr. Guest of, guest of the podcast, Bjorn, said, Doc Rivers is the only person who could walk into a car dealership and end up paying over sticker price. <laughs> you know, there's a uh, a tweet from years ago from Kevin Durant that is getting a lot of attention since he announced his decision to go to the Warriors. And that was about in 2010 where he said what is everyone going to the heat and lakers now yeah you know i'm trying to go you know go at these guys not mm-hmm. join them right um so that tweet's got a lot of airplay one tweet not as much airplay but i think is kind of telling this one is from 2011 kevin durant such a fun game to be a part of thanks to the man above for keeping every player injury free now i'm about to destroy this lobster risotto <laughs> So, if you read between the lines, Matt, <laughs> you know a place to get a lot more fresh lobster than Oklahoma City? The Bay. The San Francisco okay. Bay. Okay, yeah, but you know, he also could have gone to the, the Wizards, too. And I suppose uh, Legal Seafood was offering him free crab legs to go to the Celtics. Just for the... Was that for the length of his contract, or was that for the... <laughs> I think that was for life. You'd, come on, San Antonio. Yeah. Paul Garcia is at NBA Summer League and tweeted that Jerry West talked to him before the game and said they're not done and they're about to get another pretty good player real yeah. soon. Who I assume is Ray Allen. Who yep. Bill Simmons said would be the perfect Uncle Splash. For Uncle the, Splash. For the Splash Bros. Now, I want to tell you one more conspiracy theory. Oh, man, bring it on. About how Kevin Durant may have been convinced to come to the Golden State all, Warriors. All my comments like that are just setups for. <laughs> or they're good. They're segues. Yes, for another you. conspiracy theory. Okay, Matt, listen to this. This is from Jason Concepcion at The Ringer. Did you know that uh, Peter Gruber is the Warriors co-owner with Joe Lacob, right? Okay. Peter Gruber is a movie producer. And in 2012, Gruber partnered with creative artist agency Sports Arm to launch Mandalay Sports Media. The production company sped the real MVP from principal photography to in February to basic cable in May. Huh. So CAA is also the agency for which Jay-Z's Rock Nation Sports gets all of their lawyers in on uh, right. on making the contracts and stuff. So right. Gruber helped forward, possibly, speed into production 
the real MVP, the Wanda Durant story. Wow. Before this free agency. Wow. Just so they could get it out there on Mother's Day. Yeah. Was it for Mother's Day or for an ulterior motive? I'll let our audience be the judge, Matt. I think we I think we all know what it was for. All right, Matt, you've been you've been suggesting that the Memphis Grizzlies blow it up all season long and this summer From day one. And this summer they did not exactly that. No. Could you tell us more? Well, if by blow it up means lose Matt Barnes to the Kings and Chris Anderson to the Cavs, then they blew it up. <laughs> but they, not exactly what you had in mind. No, they re-signed Conley to, I think, the biggest deal of the summer, right? The biggest deal in NBA history. Though. Right. Which, you know, it's always... It's never the best player who gets the highest contract, as we've noticed, with Joe Johnson. Shout out to Joe. Yeah. Joe Johnson. <laughs> they, but we also had previously talked about how they were in the spot where they almost had to do it, just because who do you get to replace him, Right. That's the problem. Now, granted, I don't think that means you have to sign you have to sign him to the highest contract in NBA history. Right. They signed Parsons. They signed Chandler Parsons. What four years, ninety million? Which yeah, ninety five, I think, gives them deal. gives them a shooter they desperately needed, desperately needed. So, what do we think with the addition of Parsons as a shooter, with Gasol and Randolph? on the inside does it is parsons enough to actually change their fortunes and bring them make them a threat in the top tier of the west parsons is an upgrade over matt barnes but i don't know i i I like their uh their coach hire and david fisdale i'd like to see what he's gonna do yeah um and i like their draft picks this year sure wade baldwin and deontay davis yeah right Wade Baldwin is Carl Anthony Towns' cousin. I don't know where this slots them. I don't know if Parsons is... <laughs> they live to play another season. Another season of yeah. me- mediocrity. As much as I keep saying to blow it up, the idea of Parsons on the team is intriguing enough for me to be interested to see how they do this season. But they're hamstrung with all those contracts to the point where they better hope it works. Otherwise, they're, they're stuck for the next three years with this team. Which is probably how it's going to go. Well, some other teams that made some big shakeups are both in the Big Apple. Oh, oh man. You're great with those, but <laughs> The New York Knicks, as Matt said, have created the 2012 All-NBA team with uh, Joakim Noah, Derek Rose, Carmelo Anthony. They also signed Courtney Lee. Uh, four years, $50 million is probably the only free agent signing that makes any sense in the long term and is not just total Knicks signing a big name who's five yeah. years washed up. Right. Brandon Jennings' one year at $5 million is not bad. That is that is true. That is a good deal. Yeah, because he, since it's just one year, and give him a chance to rebuild his value. Uh, I, bet, I bet Brandon Jennings playing in New York, too, is going to get him some serious money. Sure. He doesn't even I, have to play that well. <laughs> I thought we at one point on a podcast. I think we mentioned that we expected Jennings to sign for twelve to fifteen million a year. Mm-hmm. So getting him at one year for five million, he's that's good. Derrick Rose protection for if Rose goes down. Watch Rose come out and play eighty-two games, average twenty-two, twenty-three points and ten assists. Just he just finds it again, and Chicago just burns, <laughs> just burns. 
Yeah, I wouldn't hold my breath on that one. Yeah. Uh, the funniest thing I learned about this new look roster team is that a few years ago, Joakim Noah showed up at Phil Jackson's house in Montana and knocked on his door. And as the story goes, Phil opened the door, saw it was Joakim Noah standing there, unannounced. Yeah. And he said, why are you here? To which Noah replied, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and then they spent the next three days together. Really? This is where the Noah-Phil Jackson relationship was born. In fact, even before that, uh, Noah said that his dad used to make him read Phil Jackson's books growing up, huh. even though Joakim Noah surprisingly said he does not like reading. No. <laughs> the Knicks also have a new coach in Jeff Hornacek, which I actually thought was a surprising sign that it wasn't Kurt Rambis. Right. Anybody to get them out away from the triangle. Right. Uh, they said that they will be using some elements of the triangle, but it sounds like that's just Phil Jackson saving face from all that stupid triangle bullshit the he el- said. The elements of passing and shooting and dribbling that you can work into any offense? Yeah. Uh, the other team in New York, of course, is the Brooklyn Nets. Being run by R.C. Buford protege Sean Marks, you know, from the San Oh, Antonio man, I Spurs. forgot about that. But... Uh, it seems like he's forgot his training, Matt. Well, on the last podcast, on the previous episode <laughs> of Brick House, we discussed that the Nets only had six players signed to their roster. Right. So they needed something. To their credit, they drafted two guards in Karis LeVert and Isaiah Whitehead. Because mm-hmm. remember, they also had like zero guards. I think I said in our last podcast that I like Jeremy Lin in Brooklyn because the Nets are going to have nothing going for them, including draft picks. They're going to have right. to still swap picks with Boston. Yeah. That Jeremy Lin is the perfect sideshow to keep people entertained coming to Nets yeah. games without any of the expectations that comes with signing a big free agent. I like the Trevor Booker signing. What, two years, $18 million? Mm. Oh, I didn't even see Something that. like that. It'll be interesting to see what, what Marx thinks about Lopez's future. Because you you wouldn't be able to trade Brooke Lopez for a top 10 pick, I would imagine. I'm not sure what you can get for him, but... Hey, the Sacramento Kings phones still work, Matt. That's true. <laughs> they only have they only have eight, eight centers on the roster. One free agent that changed teams was Evan Turner. Big deal from the Portland Trailblazers, which he promptly signed. One thing I was worried about was the great Evan Turner quotes might go away now Ooh. that he was actually a a highly respected, at least in a salary, NBA player. Yeah. But his quirky remarks have stayed here in Portland, Matt. A reporter asked him how he would avoid the temptation to grow fat and happy now that he signed a lucrative deal. How would he? To, to be the second highest paid blazer. Turner said he wasn't worried about adding weight because, quote, I'm going to do Herbalife like I've been doing, to which Terry Stotts asked him, was that a plug? To which Turner said, no, I wish I'm going to call my agent right now about this. (laughs) Uh. Stay classy, Evan Turner. Stay funny, man. This next segment is called The Orlando Magic Are trying to become the kings of the east 
Or at least that's what it looks like with their free agent signings this summer, Matt. First off, they signed uh, backup point guard, or third string, uh, if he's on a team, often point guard DJ Augustine. Sure. To $9 million a year. If that wasn't enough, they gave Jeff Green a one-year $15 million deal. And then went after fellow Congolese player Bismack Biombo for $16 million a year. Yeah. Then they got the unused Jody Meeks from Detroit. Right. They traded for Serge Ibaka on draft night for yeah. their Victor Oladipo, possibly the best player on their team, and DeMontis Sabonis, who you know is going to be a great NBA player. Great player. And then, after they had four centers and two power forwards, they drafted Steven Zimmerman. Right. Giving the, the Magic or the Kings of the East a total now of four centers and two power forwards. Oh, and they gave Evan Fournier $85 million. Right. <laughs> uh, Jeff Green, as a uh, friend of the show Bjorn likes to call him, potential all-star Jeff Green because he says everybody keeps referring to Jeff Green and his potential to be an all-star, which when you've had 10 years in the league, you probably don't warrant the nickname potential all-star Jeff Green. The the reason I call the Magic the Kings of the East is because they resemble so much the Kings of the West. Who are? Who are the Kings? <laughs> Who played a summer league game yesterday, Toronto. You know the score of that game, Matt? 88 to 47. Uh, how many How many points did the Kings have? <laughs> the Kings had 47. In Ooh. fact, uh, Willie Cauley-Stein, Scal, uh, Labizere, and Malachi Richardson each had seven points each. Fu- former or future point guard of the Kings, Scal Labissiere? Yeah. And I can see why that rumor came out, because if you look at ESPN's 2017 roster for the Kings, they currently boast 22 players, five of which are centers, and only one of which is a point guard. Point guard maybe being the most rich, prevalent, bountiful position in the entire freaking league. You know who who has a... uh... You know who has a point guard they might have no use for this upcoming season? Phoenix Suns. Phoenix Suns, Bob. (laughs) Being Brandon Knight. After that draft day trade with the Kings, I am willing to hear out any trade offers the Kings might have. They uh, traded the 8th pick to get the 13th pick and draft uh, Papayanis, the Greek center, 19-year-old Greek center, who's already injured. The Greek the freak, question mark? <laughs> the Greek streak, maybe, would yeah. be his nickname. Oh, and then I saw their free agent signings were uh, nothing to write home about. Aaron Aflalo, Matt Barnes, Anthony Tolliver, and apparent invisible 10-year veteran Garrett Temple. Did you, when I... <laughs> I texted you the Temple signing because we were texting back and forth all week about signings. And after I texted you the Temple signing, you said who. (laughs) Was that legit? a legit who? I had heard his name before, but I really thought that he was maybe a D-League guy who had a 10-day contract, which is how I'd heard his name. Yeah, no, he's he's been around. 
Not a 10-year veteran in the league. What did he get? Like three years, $27 million or something? No way. I thought he got a nine-year deal. Oh, my god! Or a $9 million deal. That's what I thought. That's why I thought the joke of who who was. Yeah, if the Mavs are making a, a movie that is a knockoff of a blockbuster, the Kings are just having a party with all the Bruce Campbell D-list stars of yeah. the NBA that will come. Most of them are probably not even returning the RSVP. You know, you know what a great D-list movie involving the Kings would be? The Sharkramento Kings. <laughs> you like that? It's about a... I, I don't I don't have the specifics. It's a three-year, $24 million deal. Oh, my uh, gosh. I don't have the specifics of Sharkramento Kings, but it somehow involves uh, sharks. <laughs> and they... I think they're simultaneously running and eating the team. Oh, my God. So they're signing <laughs> free agents. So what they do is they sign a free agent, and then after the press conference, the Shark press conference, the uh, the players like start disappearing. Uh-huh. And it, but it turns out the, the front office is eating them. Uh, so then it takes a much maligned, disenfranchised Boogie Cousins – <laughs> to muster up the strength this to take brilliant. to take his team back, Bob. I, when does this movie come out? Lord, give me strength. <laughs> uh, it will come out in October, I think. When does the season start? <laughs> October, yeah. yeah. Excellent. Coming to you in 2016-2017. Can't wait. Matt, I think the Lakers um, might have a cautionary tale on their hands. Uh, if you recall... A couple years ago, the great Dr. Jerry Buss died, leaving yes. his team to his children. And at the top of the Foon chain is Jeannie Buss, who is put in charge of... Should be in charge of everything, of, but... Of, she's in charge of, quote, business for the, <laughs> yes. uh, for the Lakers, whereas brother Jim Buss is in charge of, quote, basketball. Getting drunk and <laughs> signing contracts. The cautionary tale is Jeannie and Jim have both said publicly that if Jim does not turn the Lakers franchise around and return them to the playoffs and, uh, you know, their winning glory in a matter of four years, this being the final year of that promise, yeah. then he will step down. Then he will punish himself and get married. Oh, that <laughs> was... Uh, sorry. So the problem when you give your brother an ultimatum like that and leave him in charge with the family che- checkbook lying around yeah. is if he realizes, fuck, I'm not going to make the playoffs. We're doomed. I'm going to lose my job anyways. Screw I'm- all of you. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to climb up into the rafters and start dropping lights on people's heads. Yeah. And see how you like that. Yeah. And what the hell, I'll give Luol Deng $20 million a year. Who is the other? They had a third. Oh, they re-signed Clarkson. Re-signed Clarkson. Also gave Mozgov the $64 million deal right out of the gate. Yeah. Which, uh, was it uh, 60, that old show you can watch on Game Show Network, $64,000 Pyramid? Oh, yeah. Or something. <laughs> so this is just the $64 million contract. Obviously, they, they, they didn't have to give up anything to trade for Jose Calderon because that was a salary dump by the Knicks, but that was just another great move in the dream offseason for the Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah. 
the Clippers look exactly the fucking same. As you said, oh, man. Doc Rivers promised to sign everybody back, and indeed he did. They got Crawford on a three-year, $42 million deal, which I was actually surprised at. Come I, on, Jamal. I did not think that Rivers really liked Crawford and was going to ditch him like he did Matt Barnes. But he, hey, when you can give Jamal Crawford a three-year deal at $14 million per. I like it. Uh, Crawford's one of my favorite Clippers. Yeah, that's why you like it. <laughs> and, you know, he's like Nas, man. He's 36, but he looks 26. Sure. And he plays like it still, too. Uh, what I found pretty funny was not only did he give his son, Austin Rivers, $12 million a year, or th- almost three-year, $35 million deal, but what I found telling was who he drafted. Now, he drafted Bryce Johnson. They need a backup power forward. Right. He drafted Diamond Stone. They're going to need a backup center after losing Cole Aldridge, although they did get Spates right. on a minimum deal. But with the 39th pick... They drafted David Michinu. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. Yeah. Uh, but he is a 22-year-old rookie from France who will be the Austin Rivers' only competition as the backup point guard. Yeah. Is Michinu even coming over? Probably not. Yeah. Is okay. the moral of the story here. Yeah. Yeah, the only players they lost were Cole Aldridge, who I wasn't that sad to see go. And Jeff Green, ditto, except, of course, they traded a draft pick at the deadline to rent him for right. like two months. Yeah, that not very impactful player to lose a draft pick for. Cole Aldridge, he got three years, $22 million with the Timberwolves. Wow. Good that, for him. Uh, Julian, guest of the show, friend of the show, Julian, probably loves it. <laughs> uh, probably not. <laughs> yeah. You know who's un- unsigned still? Our boy Dion Waiters. Dion Waiters is near the top of the list for unsigned people. Some of the, the other uh, guys. Last time he'll be near the top of the list for anything, Bob. <laughs> yeah, good point. Uh, Gerald Green is still unsigned. He actually is a pretty good player until smoking some fake weed last year. That's what'll that's what'll get you is the that fake the weed. pencil shavings and the oregano and all that. Get some real stuff from Mitch McGarry. Hook you up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they were. Hey, they're on the same. They're in the same uh, franchise there. Uh, Terrence Jones and Monte Yunus still have not signed. Thomas Robinson, I heard, maybe playing in the basketball tournament. Actually, this Matt and I went and saw the uh, the winner takes all uh, tournament yesterday in Los Angeles. The first weekend of it. Real nerd stuff. It was great. Yeah, and I saw Thomas Robinson might be playing that rather than playing for his next contract. Hey, priorities. Josh Smith and J.R. Smith, the Smith uh, buffoons, still free agents. (laughs) And uh, some other Smith buffoons, we'll just lump them into the same category, Lance Stevenson and Meta World Peace. Mm -hmm. They are available GMs. I think GMs know. Yeah. Let's get into our diss of the week here, Matt. Yo mama is so fat. I've got a few disses of the week from the Vegas Summer League. Hope you're ready. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ben Simmons did his best Greg Popovich impersonation at the NBA Summer League. Uh Uh-huh. Jake Fisher said on Twitter that a media member asked Ben Simmons how he's able to see so many passing lanes. Simmons' response, 
with my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, nothing gets by that kid. Uh, Tim Cato said on Twitter that a fan just tried to take a picture with Thon Maker of the Milwaukee Bucks, the 10th right. pick. Thon said no because the fan was wearing a Lakers jersey. Oof. Dissed by 28-year-old Thon. Yeah. And this last one isn't a diss, but it's still pretty funny. Uh, we'll call it the deep thought of the day from Jalen Brown via uh, Rob on Twitter. Jalen Brown's quote, the biggest room in the world is room for improvement. (laughs) (laughs) Jalen Brown was three for 10 yesterday, so he really could, uh, you know, follow his own advice. Yeah, he has. uh, Yeah, that room has that room would go for about four grand to rent in Los Angeles. Bob, there's a lot of room for improvement there. yeah with i think it's like four billion dollars a year for the rookie deal at the third pick of the draft mm-hmm. he can he can get a house with many rooms for improvement yeah on the next episode of brick house i assume we're going to still be talking about the sacramento kings it's only our favorite subject yeah they're they're rumored to be shopping rudy gay hard right now at this point i don't know if anything that they do could surprise me yeah, I was trying to think of some things they could do. Uh, you know, we said they already have five centers and twenty-two players. What if they signed Roy Hibbert? Would that surprise you? Oh, I would love it. <laughs> what if Vladi Divac signed himself to a ten-day contract? He could run. He could get out there and run with the youngins. What about instead of hiring Lance Stevenson as a player, they just gave him the role of assistant coach? Yeah, I I think all these things could be possible. I would. I sorry. I would like to interject real quick. Roy Hibbert signed with the Charlotte Hornets, Bob, for one one year, five million. Well, that rules that out. But still, does it though? <laughs> I'm not sure it does. Roy Hibbert, uh, his Twitter handle. I'm looking at right now. Uh huh. Roy meets world. Oh, that is amazing. That is pretty amazing. <laughs> I'm gonna follow him just for that. <laughs> yeah. And if you want to follow us, it's at Brickhouse Pod. Also, check out our website, BrickhousePodcast.com. It only gets the highest compliments and praises. Oh, the highest. Well, until the next episode, Matt, I look forward to talking to you and uh, enjoy the off season, basketball fans. <laughs>